Welcome to episode 7 of 2 from 2 Cubed. This week we were joined by my wonderful girlfriend Lucy Riley. Lucy is a teaching assistant at an autism specific school and she's a creative at heart from crafting to writing. To be a teacher we believe you have to be a creative at heart. Let's jump straight into it. Here's episode 7. Let's, let's jump straight into it, Lucy. Thank you for joining us. That's all right. <laughs> we'll ask the first question that we ask everybody, and that is, who are you? Uh, my name's Lucy Riley. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Simple, to the point. Yeah, I like that. Love right. it. Um, what do you do? Uh, I'm a teaching assistant in an autism-specific referral school. Oh, teaching assistant. So most what? of our listeners are probably thinking, why have we got a teacher on? And what does that actually mean as well? Um... Well, it means that obviously I work with children with autism in an educational setting um, and I'm not a qualified teacher, but when the teacher isn't there, I'm in charge. So I am the assistant to the teacher and we also have learning support assistants in the classroom as well because we work with children one to one. Yeah, very interesting. So most people don't necessarily associate creativity with being a teacher. Mm-hmm. However, I think that, especially working with autistic children, I think there's probably got to be a level of creativity because it's not your sort of bog standard teaching that you offer. Um, it's very unique and specific for each of those yeah. children. So how how are you creative? Well, I think that you have to be creative whether you work with children who are neurotypical or autistic or on any form of spectrum because children are unpredictable and sometimes untamable. So you've got to be able to react to them instantly and that might not be in the way that you think will work initially. So you've got to have other options. Um, How am I creative, did you say, in my job? Yeah. Um, No two children with autism are the same. There's a saying you've met one child with autism and you've met one child with autism so they're all very different they all have different needs and they all learn in different ways and I think you have to have a good imagination to be able to help them learn the same thing in a different way and if you don't have a creative mindset it's going to be a lot more difficult to do that not impossible just more difficult would you say you had a creative mindset before going into that like what did you do that was creative before moving into that um I've done a lot of different things in my life in terms of work. Um, I've groomed dogs and I've never ever thought that would be something I would do, but you have to be quite creative with that, albeit don't make the dog look like an animal that it isn't. Um, You still have to look like a dog. (laughs) Um, But yeah, that was quite a creative thing to do. And I studied English literature at uni, so you've got to have quite quite an imaginative way as to what the words mean and different things like that so yeah definitely which is different to us because we turn words into a moving image and you make the words pretty i guess (laughs) yeah i use them to describe pretty things yeah (laughs) that's that's the creative part of it isn't it yeah it's i think you're understanding it by being like i'm just writing words it's Mm. the the creative process of writing those words Words. Yeah. yeah so how do you incorporate that creativity into your work what is it that about yeah. your work that is creative? Well, 
there's the obvious side of it in terms of the curriculum involving things like art so we use that quite a lot with our children and as well as that we also would use something like painting to teach maths so you can have a child that doesn't realize that they're learning maths but they are because they actually hate maths but will love to paint so you do it by painting um and then a broader sense we've also got the creative aspects of other things like reading and writing and things like that we've i've got one child who hasn't started yet and she um she gets very very anxious if you give her a pen or a pencil to write just because she's not as good at it as she would like to be yeah so one of our plans with her is that she's going to do it very tactilely with her finger and some sand and write her name and learn that way um and work around it in a different way so she'll still be learning the skill just in the way that she can Deal I think we can all relate to that. To yeah. Oh, absolutely. That yes. pen is a great metaphor, is that we've all got that pen, haven't mm-hmm. we? We've all got that thing that we don't want to pick up and we don't yeah. do. And I think creativity sometimes is an outlet to express yourself. It yeah, is like, it yeah. is, absolutely. Yeah. That is, yeah, something that's not the norm, so to speak. Right. As you say, not being able to write with a pen, but mm-hmm. instead still being able to write, but just yeah. using a different method to do yeah. so. Well, much like us, yeah. Yeah, we, and, you know, yeah. You know, as I've said, that child hasn't even started at the school yet it might not work yeah. <laughs> and you know and we're completely prepared for that so again, process, we'll, yeah it? we'll do something different yeah definitely so what sort of creative stuff do you do outside of teaching um i embroider oh. and i sew and i'm trying to learn how to draw and um, it hasn't trying. always gone well elephants are probably your favorite i think <laughs> elephants are what i was worse at yeah yeah um but i've got better today i tried to draw a snake didn't look like a snake um but I'm you not know ask what it looked like um, <laughs> it, it looked i mean yeah let's brush over yeah. it yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah i'm trying to teach myself how to draw but i get i'm the type of person that gets really annoyed when i can't do something so i have to be the best at it yep. so it's taking me a while but i do practice. i do it yeah, yeah. I practice practice makes perfect yeah um, so how comes you you studied um, English literature mm-hmm. at university you've had previous creative jobs why have you not pursued a creative career at this moment in time um, I don't know I think I have a creative career just yeah. not the sort of creative that people think oh yeah they're that, creative that, yeah yeah. Um, but I don't think I'll ever be the kind of person that has one thing that they do. So you didn't have anything specific you thought, I am going to be doing No, and I still don't know. Okay. And I'm doing something I love. Yeah, well, I but think that's important, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think that's quite a sort of interesting point, is that creativity isn't just what everybody thinks it is. It can be very unique, very specific, very different. Really things, yeah, yeah, and so long as you... Oh, so long as you're incorporating that creativity into whatever work you're doing, that's mm-hmm. what is... Definitely. Yeah. And I think a lot of people relate to you when it comes to sort of that idea of maybe not having an idea of what you want to go into yeah. but that, that's a negative thing. That's no. a very good thing. But I think a lot of people do go through that and I think a lot of people can relate to that. And 
I think that's important. I think that is so important as a person to mm. grow. And like Tom said, in the creative industry, there is so much you can go yeah. into. Yeah. I think there's a lot of pressure now, particularly on younger people, to go to you and you'll have an apprenticeship, mm. have a job, stick with that, have a career, get it all right, yeah. and yeah. do it all right first time. And actually, we don't have to. No. And it really annoys me that that is sort of the rubric that people have to follow when you don't. Just but, do what no, makes you happy. But that's the thing, like, um, our parents' generation were people who they got a job and they had that job for 40, yeah. 50 years. Whereas our generation, we are very much of the, you do what you do for the time being and change when you want to change, I think. Well, there's yeah. so much out there that yeah. I guess you can do that now. And, yeah. and especially like with the sort of online and digital sphere now, it's so the evolution of job, like there's jobs that exist today that didn't even exist five years ago. Yeah. So it's everything's just constantly evolving and changing. Mm-hmm. So it's, yeah. If you were to pick any job though that you'd like to do within your sort of English field, what would it be? Within an English field? Yeah. Probably a copywriter or copy editor. And that okay. that's why I did the degree. It's because I did work experience with Specsavers and I was talking to them and that's what I was like, yeah, I get to correct people's spelling and grammar for a living. <laughs> it sounds amazing. And that's why I did the degree. Um, but it's so competitive. Yeah. And I don't think I would enjoy the stress of it. Even though I have a very stressful job, I don't think I'd enjoy it. It's a different but if, part of stress, isn't it? Yeah, 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 it is. And I just... I think if, if I had to do one thing, it would probably be that. But knowing me, I'd start it and hate it and move on to something else. <laughs> yeah, but I think that's sort of the wonder now is that you can start something and go, actually, this is not what I wanted mm-hmm. to do at all and change your career entirely. Yeah. So um, we've sort of spoken about you working in the creative field and how you're involving creativity and the work that you do already. Yeah. This podcast, we talk about business creativity and video yeah video probably we won't necessarily touch on but business have you ever considered starting up your own business i have i've tried elaborate i am trying yeah it is incredibly difficult yeah. with a full-time job that takes so much out of me yeah um but now as i've said i do embroider and i design my own embroidery and i've sold some and it's good and i've done some commissions and it goes really well but having the time to do it Yep. and do it well i am a perfectionist it has to be right yep. otherwise i'm not doing it um it, it's really 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 hard yeah but so what what is what would what is your business what's your business concept idea tell, my concept idea no pressure yeah <laughs> i don't really know how to word it it's more of a visual thing yeah. um Imagine in a period of drama when you've got the woman sat by the fire embroidering on a hoop. <laughs> yep. That's me only. I wear dungarees. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> I do, I, you know, not just flowers and pretty things that you'd associate with embroidery, but slogans and things from films and books and nice lettering or a picture of a cat or yeah. something well, a little bit different or a dinosaur and maybe one day when I can draw elephants I'll do an elephant <laughs> what's, what's the name? Uh, maple leaf oh maple leaf What? What? why maple leaf? well we have a lovely little cat called maple Cute. and she's <laughs> adorable um, and yeah maple leaf it's yeah. just it's got a nice ring to it yeah, it's got yeah. a nice ring to it definitely and it just I don't know it just works <laughs> So, we've spoken about business. What are your sort of, your passions in life? 
big question. Yeah, it's quite a big question. It is a really big question. Just sort of reflecting upon these now. Do you want to dissect it or just leave it as it is? No, you're going to leave it as it is. Good luck. (laughs) Um, What are my passions? What are you passionate about? Maybe that's an easier way of phrasing it. I don't think that is easier, but I'll go with it. Um, I am passionate about people and what they can achieve. Yeah. And what they can achieve with and without help. Does that answer your question? Do you want more? <laughs> more, please. So. Yeah, give us more. Go on, give us more. Okay, so... You're obviously passionate about being creative. Yes. And showing off that creativity in a multitude of different ways. Yeah. So with your embroidery and what have you. Yeah, and there's loads of other things I'd like to learn as well, which you learn from other people. So I think... So what would you like to learn? I'd love to learn how to weave. I'd love a loom. Cool, I've really you, lo- you're I'd stuck in the period drama, drama aren't you? Yeah, I am. <laughs> I'm going to go make some trousers yeah. for five minutes. I think, why not? Why yeah. not loom? Yeah. Why not weave? Um, I'd also love to make quilts. Um, so, yeah, I am in the wrong era. Yeah. You but that's fine. Yeah. Bring it into the 21st yeah. century. Yeah. yeah. And I'd like to learn to knit a bit more when, you know, as Maple grows up, she'll stop playing with the wool. Yeah. And I'll be able to again. That, that is the challenge, isn't it? Yeah. It's having a little cat who chases the wool all around. Or the embroidery, or sits on it while you're doing it, or, you know, gets scared of the these, sewing these machine. Are the, these are the challenges in life, Yeah, though. so you've got to think about it creatively, how yeah, you're going exactly. to overcome it. Yeah, yeah. See, it all comes full circle. Yeah, definitely. Um, who inspires you? In I, let's, let's, let's sort of okay. break this down. So, in your embroidery life, who inspires you? There's a wonderful account on Instagram, and she also has an Etsy shop, and um, it's called Thimble and Bobbin, and she inspires me. She's very, very good at what she does. It's not my style, but it's quite similar, and I just sort of thought, if she can do it, I can do it. Yeah. Yeah. And that was when when I found her um, and her work and others like her, I sort of thought, yeah, I can do that. That's really good. And there's another one... Um, her business is called Sunwoven, and she she weaves on her loom, and she makes beautiful wall hangings, and that inspires me because no one else is doing it quite the same. Does yeah. it? And I just I like it. Why not do it? Yeah, get yourself a little niche and what run inspired with it. you and go to get into it. English literature? Like, what inspired you to go into that in university? My grandma. Right. Okay. Um, she was always a lover of books and a lover of the written word. Right. Um, she would write a lot of poetry which is where I always got that from, um, which I would write a lot of poetry. Not so much now, um, but I used to. And yeah, it was just her, the way that she was with books and with words, and she always had a story. She was always reading something, and she could always say, oh, that's like this book or something like that. And I got into that from a very young age, and I was really good at it at school, and I thought, play to my strengths. Yeah. I'll do that. (laughs) Definitely, which yeah. makes complete and utter sense, yeah. I think. Incidentally, she also taught me how to knit, how to crochet, <laughs> how to embroider. <laughs> so, so, yeah, it, a lot of that comes from, from her and from my family, definitely. Yeah, which is really nice, I think. Yeah. Um, what other passion... No, sorry. What other inspiration can we think of? Um, what about in the teaching world? Where do you find inspiration in the teaching world? Is it from previous teachers or from people or or, I don't know I think because I've only ever worked in a specialist school it's quite hard for me to find inspiration from the teachers who taught me because I went through mainstream yeah but I definitely get inspiration from the people I work with because 
before working at the school where I work, I'd never worked in a specialist environment at all. It was completely new to me. And without them inspiring me and teaching me and showing me how they work, yeah. I wouldn't have a clue what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, and also the children I work with in terms of education, because quite a lot of them can tell you their needs, mm. either verbally or through their actions. Yeah. And you can work around that. Yeah. And I think they're absolutely amazing. The stuff that they can do is incredible. I think that's quite nice, the sort of find, drawing inspiration from your team. Because mm. I think that's very much how we work. Yeah. Because having someone else that you can sort of talk through ideas with, bounce off of, learn from, I think is quite a sort of a, a powerful thing it to is. have. It is. It's nice. It goes back to what Lucy was saying about, obviously... Um, writing in the sand instead of using a pen it's that idea of trial and error isn't it and by yeah. able to bounce that idea off yeah. other people isn't it and then seeing that reaction later on yeah. like you said it may work it may not work, work and yeah. it's the same with us it may work it yeah. may not work yeah. yeah and that's it's quite yeah that is quite sort of I've never really thought about it that way how you interact with your children is kind of how we interact with our clients it's very much the same although you're a teacher and you're well actually no you're in that sort of authoritarian uh, position mm. of I'm the teacher, I know how we should be learning or I've got ideas of how we should be learning. That's exactly how we are. We we go, right, we know the power of video, we know how it works. But yeah, it's still a team effort, I would say. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. You've got to work with that child the same as we've got to work with that yeah, client. Yeah, it's always mm. Not specific. comparing our clients to children. No. It's just going to put that out there. But yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, very no, it's, sort it's of... It's just working with people. Everyone's different. Yeah, definitely. Um, so this one's like this question's a little bit about us because obviously you okay. are my self-centered. <laughs> <laughs> got to be a little bit because um, yeah, obviously you're my girlfriend. I am indeed. Yeah, unfortunately for you, um, but you've you've seen our business from day one. I have, um, and we're now three and a bit years in, mm -hmm. and it would just be nice to hear your sort of perspective on the work that we've been doing and sort of our progress and things like that go what do you think it better all be positive no, no, no. <laughs> i feel really on the spot yeah um, a bit of pressure i think it's brilliant i think you know you're two people in your early 20s or mid 20s now and you've created a business from nowhere and you're really successful and it takes time it takes a lot of hard work and perseverance and you're doing it and you're doing a really good job at it and if you weren't I'd tell you and I <laughs> yeah, have yeah. I have occasionally yeah. um so yeah no I think it's brilliant I think what you do is amazing I could not do it I'd love to learn how to but yeah I just yeah I wouldn't have the faintest idea where to start in terms of what you actually do and the product that you put out being as professional as it is is a testament to your hard work well thanks that's nice isn't it and they're not, they're not paying me to say it. Cheers, cheers, cheers. You actually, when we first started out, mm -hmm. um, did some copy for us. for our, our and This is back when T-Gudger Media was still a thing. Yeah. Did some copy for us. What was it like working with Adam and I? What are we like? God, this is sounds a bit self-centered <laughs> now, doesn't it? Self <laughs> I did try and Based say. Podcast. Yeah, that's um, true. Yeah, but I'm your guest. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry, what was the question? I've completely forgotten. So, um, how was it working as part of the two cube team? Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was good. It was great. I don't. 
I didn't really see it as working because I know you both. Yeah. So yeah. it was just sort of like doing something together. And that's yeah. that's and but, I think that's probably how I mean I'm gonna put words into your mouth now, but how you feel working together because you were friends first. So it's sort of yeah. It's, yeah. it can be harder and it can be easier. So and, it just And also it's kind of how we build our relationships with our clients as yeah. well. Because it's we don't want to be that external agency that people come to and they go, right, do this. We want no connection with it. Get it done. Bish, bash, bosh. We want it to be, let's go speak to Tom and Adam. Let's bounce some ideas Mm -hmm. around. Let's do, and it's about creating that experience. We've talked about it on previous podcasts, but that's, yeah, that's what it's sort of all about. Yep. Yeah. Um, What are your future aspirations? In terms of what career, business, life, this, yeah, I think everything. Why yeah, not? Yeah. Let's break it down. Um, sounds like it's going to be a rap battle. Yeah. Um, we'll throw a little beat in here. Yeah, don't. <laughs> <laughs> I think my main aspiration for life is to be happy. Love it. I think that's all I really want. Yeah, and I think in our second episode, I think that's basically what we both spoke about as well. Is that it's more about the small successes in life than those sort of glorified successes. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it sort of goes back to what we were saying earlier about sort of our generation and this generation now is that successes are a little bit different. People look at success as some massive, massive thing when actually yeah. Yeah. it doesn't have to be. No. It can be the small things. Yep, definitely. And yeah, I think being happy is probably one of the best aspirations to have because yeah. a lot of people in this day and age don't necessarily focus on themselves being happy they focus on the appearance of happiness yes uh living that instagram life we always go on about this about how instagram is sort of yeah it's basically a a place where people can show off the highlights hashtag just woke up hashtag morning hashtag no filter yeah so yeah it's quite nice to sort of know that your main focus is to just find happiness. Yeah. What about with your career, though? I don't know. And I, as I've said before, well, said earlier, I don't think I'll be the kind of person that sticks to one thing forever. I think I will flit around and I will move. Mm-hmm. I'd love to open a little shop and sell locally made things and crafts and produce and maybe, you know, have a farm or something simple, like that yeah. i'd really life. like yeah. I'd really like yeah. a donkey yeah. if we can organize that um <laughs> it's quite funny adam that you just said the simple life because um lucy's talking about changing her name yeah i'm going to be barbara so that we can be tom and barbara tom from and barbara. the good life <laughs> and the worst of the young ones not the bloody good life yeah. <laughs> So that's the dream. Be self, yeah. I'll be self-sufficient in the country somewhere with a load of ducks and geese and chickens and maybe I think, I a donkey and a goat, and I'll be happy. You no, know, it's weird. I think that's what a lot of people in our generation want. Yeah. I think people are going away from that yeah. idea. I think we're all fed up with but, consumerism and materialism and capitalism, but, and I just think we've lost ourselves in a way. We, we have, and we're trying to that's find them. But that, that sort of, I think, come from this Instagram life. Yeah. It's that. Everything is so instant and you can mm. show off how perfect your life is. People are actually going, actually, it's not like that. No. People are now realising that those people on Instagram who post pictures of them holding like we're dollar so bills and all right? this. Yeah. Oh, we're, yeah. We're unbelievable. Probably like, yeah, get online. Get video. Get online. <laughs> it's terrible. Like, oh, it's yeah. no, no, but that, it's true, though, because people are now going the opposite way. 
Mm. And I think it is our generation that are going, this is this is not how it should be. But th- in a weird sort of way, you can thank the internet for that. So yeah. the, re- the reason we've been so yeah. hot on plastic, internet, yeah. mm-hmm. is because otherwise we wouldn't have seen those beaches. We wouldn't no. have yeah. seen the damages done. Oh, like, yeah, and that's the thing. Like, however much we slate Instagram, Twitter, etc., they are still incredibly powerful tools. It's just the way in which we use them. Yeah. The way in which we use them currently is definitely unhealthy um, because I mean there's studies out that say how um, Twitter social media sites are as addictive as cocaine all that sort of stuff and that's so true Um, it's just now people are going actually when I go to a concert I don't have to film it I can just enjoy it experience it actually be there yeah saying that you still see at every single concert all you see is the flash on people's phones and you think what why are you doing this why are you doing that one there's a camera crew who are being paid to capture this in like 4k so you can watch it whenever you want anyway why are you yeah yeah, stuck behind. And on that token, where can we find you online? <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't. No. <laughs> um, I'm on Instagram, which doesn't sound like a good thing anymore. No. Um, do you want my username? Yeah, is that what I say handle, now? Yeah. Um, Lucy Grace Riley on Instagram. I also have one for my business, which is Maple Leaf Online. Um, and yeah, that's what I use the most. Really, I have Facebook and Twitter, but they don't really interest me that much. Whoa. Whoa. Sorry, I mean, apart from if you want to watch an amazing video. Yes, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. That's yeah. the right Thanks. answer. That Thank is you. the right answer. I'm well trained. Yeah. Um, brilliant. Well, that's it, Lucy. Thank you so much for joining yeah, us. Thank you very much. That's all right. Thanks, thanks for, for having being me. our first female guest. Oh, on you're welcome. Two from two Getting our diversity. Yeah. yeah. Getting oh, yeah. it right. <laughs> We're trying. <laughs> thanks. That's all right. With topics and conversation a little different from our previous episodes, we loved learning how Lucy is a creative, how she incorporates creativity into her work as a teaching assistant, and where she is with building her own business. And with Lucy being Tom's girlfriend, we also were a little bit self-indulgent and heard all the good things about Two Cubed. Yeah, brave reviews at that. Even though they might have been a little bit biased. We'd love to hear your thoughts, feedback and messages on our podcast. You can leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts or tweet us at 2CubeCreate. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast and check out 2cube.co slash TFTC for more. And with that, we shall see you on the next episode of 2 from 2 Cubed. Stay creative, guys.